This is the New Living Way podcast. We herald the one eternal redemptive purpose of God as it culminates and fulfilled the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Covenant. Hello, uh, a very uh, good evening to all uh, our viewers uh, in the Philippines. Good evening, 8 p.m. there. Today is another Friday of our new episode of the New and Living Way podcast. I'm RD, your regular host, uh, uh, podcasting live here in the United Arab Emirates in Abu Dhabi. And our... New episode is every Friday, if it's possible, that we will have uh, every Friday. If it's not, then we will uh, announce in our Facebook page and YouTube channel. So welcome, uh, everyone, uh, here in the UAE and in the Philippines. Also, we would like to greet our uh, viewers, our subscribers in the U.S., those who are supporting us also through our uh, audio podcasts in podcast uh, platforms like um, Anchor, our main uh, platform, host platform in uh, Apple Podcasts, in uh, Spotify, Meeting Podcasts, and also Google Podcasts, and many others. So if you have not subscribed, if you don't want to see our faces, you can uh, subscribe wherever you are. You can listen to the audio, uh, our audio podcast uh, platforms. So today uh, we will have uh, an exposition of one important passage in the New Testament that will be uh, our expositor for today is uh, one of our regular expositor and panel in here in the podcast, colleague here in the podcast, uh, co-admin here in the podcast, uh, none other than Leonard Castaneda from Apologia Gospel Church. He's uh, one of the elders in Apologia Gospel Church in Cebu, Cebu City. But before we will uh, call him, uh, we'd like to take this opportunity if you want to greet uh Shout out emoji and everything that you want, and he will uh, uh, show it in the screen. Kung meron kayo mga bat, uh, pagbate, twin time nyo. And if you have comments, early comments, early questions, just type in, your, in the comment box, then we will accommodate that one. So, uh, let us begin siguro, so that we can... Makarami tayo. So I'd like to call our uh, expositor, resource speaker for today is Leonard. Hello. Hi, bro. Hello. Basta. Okay naman. Ito. Nahihirapan akong mag-adjust ng anong gagawin ko dito sa keyboard ko. Okay. Uh, okay naman. Okay naman. Balbasarado ko ngayon, ha? Reform na reform, ha? Reform. Deformed. Deformed. 
So, uh, may nag-emoji dito si Michael Delda. Uh, Hi, Michael. Hi, bro. Our new uh, subscriber, follower siguro. Nakita ko na ito last week yata. Thank you, Michael, for your uh, bakit black emoji. Pero heart dun sa, ano, sa screen. Val, uh, another new uh, new subscriber, new follower, Val Israel Caspe. Thank you. Makita ko siya Hello, sa linya. Si Michael, hi daw. Hi po. Hi, hi, Michael. Hey, Michael, Basta. see you tomorrow. <laughs> Taga sa inyo? Uh, kararating lang sa Cebu niyan, galing summer. Um, Lord ah, willing, okay. bukas na sa church uh, Sunday. Ah, attend siya sa inyo. Yes. Great, great. So, are you ready now to get ready to rumble? Sa mga pakinggan nun na. Ano lang, parang WWE, eh, no? Are you ready with your exposition? Oy, may nagbabati muna. Sige, pabigyan uh, muna natin ng konting uh, pahinga si Leonard. Uh, Hello po, gandun topic. Yes. Yes. Uh, si Joseph Reyes. Hey, Leonard, binabati ka. Hi, bro. Hindi nito, no? Sa Expositor's Bible Commentary, Volume 1. <laughs> ah, bin- nag-ano sa'yo? Nag- uh, Ayuda? Ayuda. <laughs> Ayuda. Yes, he has been very uh, helpful actually to, to many pastors in the Philippines. Wow. Blessing na tao yan. Laking blessing yan. Amen, amen. Praise God. So, okay. without uh, further ado, I would give the floor for our brother, uh, elder of uh, Apologia Gospel Church, Leonard, to do the exposit, uh, exposition for today with the topic, uh, ano uli yung topic? Ito. Uh, Shepherd of the flock. Yan, Shepherd of the Flock of God. An exposition of First Peter 5, chapter 5, verse 1 to 7. Yan, yan ang topic natin ngayon. So, mabigat yan, ano? Dealing with uh, pastoral, ano siguro yan, ano? Pastoral ministry. So, yeah. take it away, brother. I will give the floor to you. Okay. Um, good evening, um, everyone in the Philippines, and allow me to open with a word of prayer. Panginoon namin sa langit, we ask for your grace, your guidance in this podcast, Lord. Pray that your name would be glorified, your word would be magnified, Lord God. We pray that whatever we learn from your word, you will truly apply in our hearts, in our lives, in our ministries. Pray that you would equip us, strengthen us embolden us. And when we stumble, Lord God, we pray that you would restore us also with the same grace that you have shown and you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So good evening once again. Um, our topic is quite relevant because October is also known as Pastors Appreciation Month. So maliban sa Reformation Month, it's also known as Pastors Appreciation Month. And for this reason, I've chosen a topic that is close to my heart uh, about shepherding, about pastoring. 
And there are many texts in the scriptures that, that refer to that. But I have chosen particularly 1 Peter 5, 1-7. Allow me to give a brief background first uh, about the author and then later about the letter itself. And then we will go to the text and we look at the text and what it says to us and we'll reflect on it together. So the author is the Apostle Peter and we know Peter to be medyo brash, medyo impulsive. He was the first to confess Christ as the son of the living God. But later on, he rebuked Jesus and said, you will never die. You should not die. Tapos na-rebuke siya ni Jesus and Jesus said, get thee away from me. Get thee behind me, Satan. So, there is a reflection there na nakikita natin na Peter was quick to get things but he was also impulsive. He had a long list of failures including denying Christ uh, three times which is recorded in all four Gospels. And in Galatians, we read of a hypocrisy that he was showing before um, the church as a church leader where he was rebuked by the most quote-unquote junior uh, apostle, si Paul. So we also know Peter, we know Peter, his failures, his his loyalty, his uh, stumbling, and how Jesus had gently restored him after his resurrection. And so we now encounter Peter again writing this epistle. He is older, he is wiser. He has been seasoned by many experiences already. Decades have passed and the now-aged apostle is now writing a letter of encouragement to persecuted believers. And in his words, uh, I really suggest that you read the whole letter and Second Peter as well. You will see the wisdom and experience that comes from faithfully serving Christ over all these years. So mula dun sa kanyang initial na impulsiveness at kapalpakan, we see now um, a more mature Peter, uh, a Peter that has been refined through difficulties through circumstances that have surrounded him. And now, he is writing to encourage others as well. And part of his encouragement is a reflection also of his own uh, experiences. Now, First Peter was a letter uh, written particularly to people who were undergoing uh, suffering, who were undergoing difficulties. It is addressed to the elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galicia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. According to, to the uh, first chapter of Peter, and when we read through the through the words in the letter, we can see that this these believers are undergoing a lot of hardship, are undergoing a lot of problems. Perhaps they were facing persecution. Most likely, they were facing persecution. Most likely, they were discouraged. Most likely. They felt that um, God has somehow abandoned them. Perhaps they felt that it might not be worth it. They were wondering, Lord, we have been faithful to you. We have uh, honored your son. So why are we going through all of these things? Why are we uh, feeling all of this heat in the midst of our faithfulness to you? And Peter answers it uh, slowly, gently. He unpacks the plan of God. For them and for all believers, he shows to them that there is more to life than what they are experiencing right now. He he first encourages them by pointing out 
what they are in Christ, that they have been born again to a living hope. That's in uh, chapter 1. And because of that, they are called to be holy. They are being built up um, as part of a spiritual house, a holy priesthood uh, of God. They are part of the body of Christ. And he's drawing out the implications of all of these. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Then he tells them how they are to behave, how they are to act in the light of who they are in Jesus Christ. And this is a common pattern that we see in epistles. There is the indicatives that tell you what you are. And then the imperatives, which draw out the meaning of the indicatives. Dahil ganito ka, dahil ikaw na ito, therefore, dapat ganito yung nagiging behavior mo, dapat ganito yung values mo, dapat ganito yung galaw mo. So we, so we see also a, a connection between the gospel and the way we live. The gospel and the way we live. So the gospel shows us that God is gracious. He has saved us even when we don't deserve it. He has revealed His Son to us. He calls us to repentance and faith. But it does not end there. But rather, we are continually being refined in the furnace of, of trials, in the furnace of difficulty, so that we will be purified and we will be truly uh, be more Christ-like. And alam naman natin, uh, when people are undergoing heat, minsan, gusto mong umalis galing sa, nagbibigay sa'yo ng discomfort. So we run away. We are discouraged. We are fearful. And Peter is saying to us that we should endure. Endure if you are suffering for the sake of righteousness. And his prayer and his warning is that we should not be suffering because of a result of our own foolishness, because of our own sinfulness. So that is uh, chapters 3 and 4. It talks to us about being stewards of God's grace. We have a responsibility as believers. And that uh, just before chapter 5, he talks about the suffering that a Christian undergoes. He says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share in Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when His glory is being revealed. And the warning there also is, but let none of you, uh, uh, 4.15, but let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Then, in chapter 5, he starts off with a soul. And then he addresses elders in the church. Tapos, initially parang sabihin mo, Bakit biglang parang nag-change topic si Peter? After giving exhortation, suddenly he is focusing on the leaders of the church, the elders of the church. I believe this is because um, as we unpack the text, makikita natin yung role ng leader. What does a leader do ultimately? A leader leads. A leader demonstrates an example. A leader shows the way. So, if you are going through suffering, you're wondering what to do, yung tendency mo is to look for a good example. And you find this 
or you should find this in the leaders that you have. Therefore, seeing this, Peter now addresses the elders of the church or the churches that he is writing to because he recognizes the vital role that they play in modeling how the church is to endure in the midst of suffering, in the midst of trial. Why is this relevant for us today? Um, in many countries, we are seeing Christians being persecuted. Dito sa Philippines, not so much. But since last year, we have been uh, going through a pandemic. It has caused a lot of mental stress among, among Christians. Many churches have not met and still have not, are not meeting right now. Uh, so, in effect, nagiging isolated yung ibang mga Christians na nawawala sila from the fellowship of the body of believers. They feel discouragement. Some have lost jobs. Some are wondering if they can ever have jobs again, especially sa entertainment sector na talagang tinamaan. Some are wondering uh, kung kailan to matatapos. Some have lost loved ones uh, due to COVID. In fact, uh, over the past two, three months, siguro, parang everyday na yata akong nagko-condolence to someone in, on, on Facebook. And it's very painful to see that people are even robbed of the normal uh, way of mourning dahil pag COVID yung case, yung nangyayari is kinikremate ka agad. So in effect, yung taong umalis sa bahay mo pagbalik, all you see is a jar. So parang you don't have time to mourn, you don't have time to, to go through the usual experience that we go through when we are grieving. And so in the midst of this, it is therefore crucial for us, especially for those who are leaders, for elders of the church, that we may lead in a godly way, in a way that is worthy of emulation, in a way that glorifies God. So allow me to begin um, our reflection. Um, hindi to technical exposition, it's more of a reflection on the text. Uh, we will try to, of course, pay attention to the accuracy of the text. We will not go beyond the text, but we will also try to reflect on the applications as we go along. So Peter says, So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is to be revealed. It is interesting that Peter does not call himself an apostle here, but as a fellow elder, as Simpes Boteros, one who shepherds the flock together with other shepherds. So he has a distinct office, but now he identifies with the elders of the church as fellow laborers, fellow shepherds, uh, fellow uh, brothers who are interested with caring for the flock of God. So in these few words, he is already reflecting on, on the responsibility that um, all elders face. We are... Um, responsible in, in leading the flock, in setting an example to the flock. He, he mentions here that he is a witness of the sufferings of Christ. I, I read in several commentaries uh, that this can either refer to the suffering, the, the literal suffering of Christ when he was uh, scourged. It cannot refer to the crucifixion itself because Peter was absent at that time. 
it can also refer daw to the glorification of of Christ um yung when Jesus appeared with Moses and Elijah but the i think the most convincing um reflection or commentary on that is that it points not to the suffering of Christ back then but the witness of the sufferings of Christ through the history of the church remember when paul was um confronted by jesus christ on the road uh, to damascus and then he asked paul paul why are you persecuting me so jesus identifies with the sufferings of his people so the sufferings of christ are i believe synonymous with the sufferings that the believers are going through and he says as a, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed so he's looking at an eschatological uh, point of view here and in this verse alone he's already saying many things one suffering has an ending number two glory will be revealed so there is an end to that and it will be glorious as an ending so it is something worth uh fighting for worth dying for worth enduring for worth uh, staying faithful it for in verse 2 he gives the following instruction verses 2 and 3 shepherd the flock of god that is among you exercising oversight not under compulsion but willingly as god would have you not for shameful gain but eagerly not domineering over those in your charge but by being examples to the flock i'm looking for a particular book i want to quote later so there are there are three uh, aspects or three components here in his uh exhortation uh first they are paired as positive and negative so there's a positive exhortation what you should do and then there is a contrast what you should not do and the overarching command is to shepherd the flock shepherd the flock now we all know that the analogy of kanang of shepherding is often used in the case of leadership in the church <clears throat> jesus himself refers to himself as the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep and this also sets an example of how we are to lead the lead the church the relationship between shepherd and flock is also uh, pointing out to the intimate uh, bond the shepherds know the sheep and they know the sheep by name the sheep know who their shepherd is and they respond when they are called uh, we can see this in John chapter 10 and i actually saw a video on on youtube literally showing that na may nagtawag ng sheep pero hindi pinansin ng sheep at nung shepherd na yung nagtawag as in they really came by themselves so this emphasizes the uh, a relationship a caring relationship a loving relationship it it talks about it reflects about what Jesus had to say in John chapter 10 the shepherd who takes care of the sheep He says there that the sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hands. 
he talks about the difference between the shepherd and the hard hand. So the hard hand would run away at the first uh, sign of danger, but the shepherd is willing to lay down his life for the sheep. So reflecting on these teachings of Jesus, Peter is now borrowing the imagery of, of a shepherd and applying it to the eldering or the leading of the local church. And then he says, how are you to shepherd the flock? You are to shepherd the flock first by exercising oversight. Uh, sorry, exercising oversight is part of shepherding. Now, there is a, a word play there actually that, that occurs in verses 1 and 2. Elder, the presbyteros, the shepherd, which is another um, word that is really translated as pastor today or pastor. So you can say verse 2 says pastor the flock. Okay, Exercising oversight. Oversight there is a word that refers to uh, is based on overseer or um, episcopos or what is translated in, in the King James as bishop. So dito makikita natin ng kakadugtong-dugtong and synonymous ang usage of elder, uh, shepherd or pastor, and overseer. It is the elder that is the name of the of the office of the position, and shepherding and exercising oversight are the functions of the elder. So if you're an elder of the church, you shepherd the flock that is among you, and you exercise oversight. How are you to do this? Not under compulsion, but willingly. Not under compulsion, but willingly. So you you engage in this calling. Not because wala nang ibang gusto, wala nang ibang may gusto, napilitan ka lang, na-force ka lang, or binoto ka. But rather, it should be something that you truly desire in your heart. First uh, Timothy 3.1 says, If anyone desires or aspires for the office of the overseer, it is a noble task. So, the first thing is that it should be a heart desire in you. Um, first Timothy 3, of course, unpacks uh, the many qualifications of a shepherd, but he first begins with your desire. It must be something na hindi sa pilitan sa'yo, hindi na pilitan ka lang, or wala na kasing iba, or because people think that you are a good uh, shepherd because you can speak well, may relational skills ka, magaling ka mag-preach, or what. It must be something that you truly desire. Now, why is this important? Even in human terms, alam naman natin, if there is a desire for something, it will fuel you, it will um, empower you, it will strengthen you, it will encourage you in the midst of uh, difficulties. Kasi itutuloy mo kahit nahihirapan ka na, kahit maraming challenges, and I tell you, being an elder is really a challenge, a very heavy challenge. The desire will keep you going. But your desire must not simply be gusto mo lang kasing maging pastor, gusto mo maging elder, gusto mo maging prominent in the church. But this desire must first and foremost be aligned with God. Which is why it says not under compulsion but willingly as God would have you, as God calls you, as God instructs you, as God um, places you 
So it must be something na wala lang gusto ko gusto ko lang kasi but it must be also a, a divine appointment on, on the part of God. God must call you and you must also willingly respond to to that calling. And your desire should be first and foremost to serve God by serving as a shepherd, not serving your own desires, not that being uh, later, not for shameful gain. But it must be something that you desire to please God and honor God by, by doing this. And as long as you have that focus in mind, you will be able to face off a lot of difficulties, a lot of challenges that go with the responsibility. The second phrase is that not, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. So you might wonder, um, bakit may shameful gain? Bakit, ano ba nagigain ng isang tao when he is a pastor? Unless siguro prosperity preacher ka, hindi ka naman niyayaman sa ginagawa mo. So why is there shameful gain? Um, many pastors have actually reflected on it and noted that it is shameful gain that is wrong, not gain in itself. So there are things that you gain by being in that position. To be honest, if you are an elder, you are now elevated to a certain level of prominence in the midst of the flock. Even yan, if you preach, if you teach, if you serve in any public office, nakikita ka, napapanood ka. You are in a position to, to lead others, to instruct others. You're also in a position to set an example for others, both good and bad. So that in itself is, is a warning. So what are the what is shameful gain in this context? Um, it can be greed for money. May ibang mga people who are supposed to be pastors, but they are doing it for the love of money. And this happens also in churches where there is no transparency and accountability. Um, it can be uh, using the office to manipulate others to for for your own personal glory so it's not only about the money but it can also be about the glory about the prominence sikat ka napapanood ka feeling mo importante ka so peter is warning the shepherds the elders not to do this out of shameful gain and I believe it is something that even those who are serving faithfully and honestly as much as possible should also uh, remember and reflect on because sometimes shameful gain is something that keeps up unnoticed. So we think we are still being sincere in our, in our service, but we are not anymore doing it for the glory of God, but for the glory of self. Kasi it feeds your ego, it feeds your pride, it gives you a platform. Lumalaki ulo mo, feeling mo ang galing-galing mo. Tapos may, may nag-joke pa a uh, few days ago, um, Pastor's Appreciation Month kasi, kumuha siya ng acrostic ng pastor, tapos parang pogi, ang pogi, something like that. Nakakalaki ng ulo, and that 
tendency is very real in anyone who is in a position of authority. Very, uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Therefore, an elder, a leader in the church, not only an elder, even a deacon, a deaconess, has to guard his heart or her heart against shameful gain. It would be shameful gain if it does not give glory to God. It would be shameful gain if it is dishonest, if it is corrupt, if it is self-serving. And the contrast here is eagerly. So it also looks at the motive. You should not be in it because you want to get something out of it na hindi naman dapat sa'yo. But being eager in doing it, you desire to do it so, babalik tayo sa willingly and then you are excited to do it. Your motives are aligned with, with the word of God. You also need to constantly check your heart kung tama pa ba yung direction ng takbo ng puso mo. Allow me to read from uh, Wayne Grudem's commentary on First Peter. It may be questioned whether the prohibition against serving for shameful gain means only one should never one should never engage in church-related work in order to earn money, or whether it means one should not do it in order to earn money shamefully. And then he takes a second position, saying, "Hindi naman mali if you are gaining something from the service of the church." In fact, in First Timothy five seventeen to eighteen, where it talks about the elder being worthy of double honor. It does refer to financial uh, compensation. In 1 Corinthians 9, uh, while Paul said he chose not to exercise this right, he nonetheless affirmed that there was a right for those who were um, serving the church as elders to gain uh, support from the church. And in, in the context, it does refer to financial support. So hindi masama ang act na kumikita ka Ang masama is if you are doing it for in a shameful manner or in an unlawful manner. So income, especially for those who are fully supported or partially supported by the church, is not wrong. It's not sinful. There is no command in scripture that you must get another job or you must get uh, another business or whatever. It would be a blessing if you were a tent maker, but it's also a blessing if you could serve full-time. And those who are uh, engaged in their churches know, and those who are also uh, bivocational like me, alam natin yung feeling ng kinakapos ka ng time because you have to work, you have to uh, attend to other things. And there are so many people in the church that need uh, shepherding, that need uh, leading. You also need time to study. So, which way is the right way, quote-unquote? Ultimately, sa application natin, depende yan sa kung saan ka nilagay ni Lord. I believe there are some people who are called to full-time um, service or full support. Kasi full-time din naman yung bivocational pastor. Eh. We don't cease to be pastors when we are not in church. So, the particular application would vary depende kung anong calling at situation kung saan ka nilagay ni Lord. But watch out lang for your motives. Watch out on what you are after. Grudem also continues, 
greed and selfish interest are so near at hand in all human hearts that especially in this work, they must be constantly guarded against. Must be constantly guarded against. Therefore, shepherds, I pray that you would guard your hearts. I pray that there are also fellow shepherds and fellow believers in the church that are helping you guard your heart, that are able to rebuke you and correct you when you stray, when you make mistakes, when you exceed uh, what should be done. Meron ding mga nagko-correct sa'yo. And I praise God. I praise God that He has put me in, in that situation where there are fellow shepherds, fellow brothers who can actually correct me to my face. It is a blessing to be corrected. Kasi kung tayo-tayo lang, we would end up um, giving into our blind sights. The third uh, point here of Peter to elders is in verse 3. It says, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. When Peter calls elders to humble service, he was also recalling Jesus' selfless example. He was also recalling what Jesus had to say when he was teaching the apostles. Uh, Jesus said, you know that among the Gentiles, they lord over people, but it must not be among you but rather in the context of leadership in the church. If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Matthew, uh, Mark 9.35 This also reflects on what a shepherd is. Kasi hindi naman siya prominent position. Uh, literal shepherds were low on the social ladder. They were far removed from the seats of power and politics and authority in both temple and government. It was not a position that someone would crave for. There is this book that says they smell like sheep. So a shepherd does smell like sheep and sheep don't smell very well after a hot day. Um, they, are, they smell like sheep not only because they are also sheep, but also but primarily because they are so engaged in their relationship with our sheep, it was tiring and tedious work, sometimes fraught with danger, uh, facing wolves inside and outside, and with little or no earthly rewards. That is why we should serve, not under compulsion, but willingly. We should serve with the right motive. We should serve with the right perspective, knowing that God sees our hearts, sees our actions, sees our motives. So what is domineering uh, leadership? From the word, diba, we can see it does refer to being dominant. Um, the term also means forcefully ruling over, subduing, and can carry the nuance of a harsh and excessive use of authority. It can be used in the context of military conquests where to domineer is to completely subjugate, completely put under control someone. The word always seems to involve, I'm reading Grudem, seems to involve bringing something into subjection by the use of force, whether physical, military, or political. Here, Peter forbids the use of arbitrary, arrogant, selfish, or excessively restrictive rule. He implies that elders should govern not by use of threats, emotional intimidation, and may I add emotional manipulation, or flaunting of power, or using political force in the church, 
but rather, sabi niya dito, by being examples of the flock. So we lead not uh, out of um, compulsive um, authority, not because we're in a position to force them or manipulate them or blackmail them, but we are to serve as examples. So it is servant leadership and leadership by example uh, combined. There are warnings in scriptures also about domineering leadership. And I am reminded of 3 John where it talks about a particular person named Diotrephes. According to John says, Diotrephes who likes to put himself first. So he was into self-exaltation and this is diametrically opposed to God's call for humble servant leadership. Again, uh, fellow shepherds, fellow leaders in the church, we do not have the right to compel our members to do whatever we wish. We do not have the right to dictate on them, but we have the responsibility to model, to model before them how they are to behave in the household of God, how they are to love one another, how they are to care for one another. And if you remember what Jesus had to say, anyone who refers, he must be last of all and servant of all. Therefore, you must, we must be the model servants in the church. But you ask yourself, sino ba naman may gusto maging servant? Ikaw, gusto mo ba maging slave? Would any person deliberately choose the life of a slave? But this is the example that Jesus is calling us to emulate because Jesus himself did not demand submission at first. He first demonstrated in his life and in his teaching what humble service looks like. He called them, he called the disciples to imitate his example, even stooping so low that he washed the disciples' dirty feet. And if you read very closely the text, he also washed even the feet of Judas, something only a lowly, no-name slave would do. In John 13, he says, You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. If you do them. Again, um, Matthew 20, 25-28, Sabi ni Jesus, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came, not to be served, but to serve, but to give his life as a ransom for many. So, elders, shepherds, pastors, Watch out because sometimes we are tempted to use the rod of uh, dominance, of domineering. We are tempted to use our position on others. Not necessarily for shameful gain, but sometimes for good motives. Kasi alam ko anong tama eh. Dapat sumunod siya sa akin. Dapat ito gawin niya. So you're so convinced that you have it right that therefore, kailang Kulang na lang sakalin mo yung sheep mo para sumunod lang sa'yo. 
you would use every trick in the book to make him follow. And then, you make excuses na okay lang naman kasi tama naman yung motive ko. Gusto kong umayos siya. Now, this does not mean that shepherds, that pastors, elders do not have authority. So Hebrews 13.17 does talk about um, obeying your leaders, that we do have authority. But this authority does not rest in our position or in our person. It is the authority that is given to us according to the word of God. Therefore, the elder should not point to, listen to me because I am an elder, but listen to the word of God because this is what the word of God teaches. So even in the way he admonishes, he rebukes, he corrects, he encourages, the elder should uphold the authority of the word of God before the believers. And that is also part of being an example to the flock. Gusto mo ipakita sa flock that your final authority in your life is God and his word, not others, not someone. So elders, please resist the urge to play Holy Spirit in the lives of others. May mga times talaga na, na parang natatempt ka. Please don't go that far. Rather, go back to God and pray to God. Pray that God would change a person's heart kung anong correction na kailangan. Um, be very, use the rod. Because shepherds have a rod. Very sparingly. Do not use it harshly kasi one time malalagot ka rin sa Diyos sa ginagawa mo. Remember, verse 2 says, it is the flock of God you are shepherding. It's not your personal flock. You don't own the flock. You don't own the church. You don't. It's not your personal property to dispose as you, as you please. It is God's and God has entrusted it to you and one day God will demand an accounting from you. It is not leadership by demand or command, but it is leadership of example. As they say, more is caught than taught, meaning that a life lived out well reinforces the admonition to live, to care for others, to love others. So, pananoorin ka ng mga taong in-entrust sa'yo ng Diyos, they will look at your life, they will look at your ministry, they will look at how you carry yourself, how you, how you fumble also. So watch out because whether you like it or not, you are an example. If they see harshness, they see that you are unloving. May God have mercy on you and your church if you do these things. Worse pa pag nakikita mong pati yung masasamang example mo na susunod na rin ng iba. When they also become harsh and unloving and unforgiving. Ultimately, ikaw rin mananagot sa Diyos niyan. If there is one thing I fear, it is that that one day, God will call me to account for the flock, for the sheep that He has entrusted to me. And will ask me, Leonard, what have you done with my sheep? And I pray that indeed I would be proven uh, faithful. And that is my prayer also for my fellow shepherds. Mga kapatid, mga brad, mga bros, mabigat yung responsibilidad na binigay sa atin ng Diyos. But it is not without reward. Pero wait ka lang kasi yung reward is more than 
what the world can offer. It's more than the mansion and the BMW na nakikita mo sa prosperity preachers. Verse 4 says, When the chief shepherd appears, he will receive the unfading crown of glory. Chief shepherd is a very interesting word, actually. It does mean, pag binagsama mo, chief, pangulo, shepherd, pastor. So, senior or higher or pangulong pastor. So, this is actually the senior pastor of every church. Jesus is the senior pastor of the church. He is the one who owns the flock. And we are simply under shepherds serving under him. And look at the promise. He himself will reward us. He himself will give us a fading crown of glory. We do not labor or without reward. But the value of the reward is infinitely more than the accolades of the, this world. It's more than the applause of people. It's given by no less than the Alpha, the Omega. It is from God. No doubt he would also say these words. Well done. Good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. And fellow shepherds, when you are discouraged, when the sheep are grumbling, when they are distraught, when they are major difficult, I pray that you would find encouragement in these words, that there is a reward coming and to be given by Jesus Christ himself. What more, what more could we ask for? What more could we aspire for? And to hear these words, well done, good and faithful servant. Verse 5 changes the, the tenor and now focuses from the elders. It points to others. Sabi dito, those who are younger. Allow me to read verse 5. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you. With humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Saglit lang ha, may hanapin lang akong quote ni John Calvin na bigla akong naalala. Um, I'm sorry, I cannot find it. It's buried somewhere in this in this book. But ah, here, here it is. Before we leave the topic of elders, allow me to read this. In exhorting pastors to their duty, sabi ni John Calvin, he, Peter, points out three vices especially, which are often found, namely sloth, pagiging tamad, desire for gain, and lust for power. Diba ang gandang timing yan? So, hindi siya accident that Peter points out these three things because these three things are very much possible in ministry. Nagiging lax ka, nagiging tamad ka. You do it for um, the wrong motives or you desire inordinate power over others. And verse 5 says, You who are younger, be subject to the elders. So there is still subjection. There is still um, an authority that you, you submit to, that you, you follow. And dito, single out those who are younger. So yung tanong, para yung mga hindi na masyadong younger, okay lang na hindi mag-subject? Hindi yata. I think Peter is focusing particularly on the younger because the younger ones, like Peter din dati when he was younger, 
are prone to be brash, prone to be rebellious, prone to be matigas ang ulo, prone to be um, arrogant, prone to be kung saan-saan na lang napupunta. And we would uh, point this out as the recklessness of youth. And minsan, hindi rin youth ang nagiging reckless. Minsan, tumatanda ka na, isip bata ka pa rin. How are you to be subject to the elders? It does not mean a servile attitude na parang yes ka lang ng yes. But rather, if we look at verse 3 again, how are the elders to lead? They are to lead by being examples to the flock. So how are the younger ones dito uh, to apply their subjection to the elders? They are to follow the good, the godly, the biblical examples that these elders are striving to model before the flock. And look at the, the, the phrase, clothe yourselves, all of you, all of you, hindi lang yung non-elders, but all of you, I believe kasama na dito yung elders, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Take note of, of how submission is being lived out here. It is a humble two-way submission used in this sense as a... Uh, on the reference of age, meaning you submit because you see a godly example from those who are older, from those who are elders in the church. At the same time, they are also to submit to, to you. You are to submit to one another. You are to take this attitude of humility, this attitude of being able to receive correction, uh, being able to recognize that you too can make mistakes. So very important dito that humility is a two-way street. Because if your leaders do not model humility, yun din yung mapipick up ng mga followers. And the warning is very stern here. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. This applies to both sheep and the under-shepherds, to pastors and members alike. God hates God hates the proud and tears down those who build their personal empires over the backs of other people while superficially attaching it to his name. They say with their mouth, glory to God, but what they really mean in their heart is glory to me. God knows our hearts and God hates the proud hearts. He will not tolerate this and one day he will break and humble all of those who set themselves up and seek glory for themselves. He will shatter their golden idols. He will pagbumukha niya sa kanila kung sino talaga sila at sino ang Diyos. Why does God hate the proud? Kasi kung proud ang tao, marami naman siya na-accomplish, di ba? And this is a reality in the world. A person who is proud um, and also self-motivated for his own glory, can achieve a lot of things. But ultimately, these things um, are meaningless in the, in the sight of God. If it does not give glory to God, it is an idol that you should shun, that you should break, lest God in his discipline break it for you. And ipagbumukha niya talaga sa'yo kung sino ka. 
pride kasi points to your own self-sufficiency. It points to your ang galing ko, ang talino ko, ang husay ko. I am so humble. I am so loving. I am I. So the glory there does not go to God but it goes to you. So warning lang talaga diyan. God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Ibabalik ko lang ulit ito sa mga fellow shepherds ko particularly. Our position of authority gives us a lot of avenues to be to be proud, to be arrogant, to think that we are better than others, we are more godly, we are more learned. Kasi nagbabasa ako ng Bible ilang oras a day, inaaral ko yan, alam na alam ko yan. Watch out for pride. There are many ways in which your pride can surface. There are many ways in which your pride can uh, dis- dislodge your focus on serving God. And it might sound pa superficially that you're giving glory to God. Pero ultimately, alam nyo, nalabas talaga yung totoo niyan. God has that way of humbling others in a way that reveals their hearts to others, that reveals what is in their minds to others. And masakit siya pag nangyari na siya. Therefore, my prayer, my plea, even to myself, is that we would truly humble ourselves before God. We would voluntarily humble ourselves before God because God hates the proud. And when God humbles the proud, wasak ka talaga. Wala nang matitira sa'yo. This is voluntary humility. We must humble ourselves deliberately, kneel willingly, and even joyfully, our chief shepherd, our Lord and Master, knowing that one day He too shall lift us up. Kneel willingly, deliberately, and joyfully. Do not wait for God to humble you and force you to your knees. Verse 6 re-emphasizes this by saying, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that in the proper time He may exalt you. So there is a time and a place, an opportunity where God creates a dramatic reversal from in the context of the original leaders from their suffering, from their persecution. There will come a time when God will exalt them, will show, showcase them as instruments, as uh, testimonies, as trophies of His grace. So itataas niya rin, hindi yung palagi na lang parang nasa putikan. And this is also a very important uh, encouragement for all of us, not only for leaders, but also for, for all of us who are believers. In the midst of yung difficulties, in the midst of trials, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of depression, in the midst of what we are going through right now, we are to humble ourselves before God. We are to submit to the will of God. We are to recognize that God is still sovereign. He is all-powerful in the midst of everything. We might not know where everything is going. We might not know what the future is. And actually, who knows? Sino pa ang buhay bukas? Baka mamayang gabi kukunin na ako ni Lord. I would not know. Therefore, we should humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. And in His appointed time, in the proper time, there will be a reversal. 
it might not happen on earth, it might happen in heaven, but it is sure and secure because it is God who controls all the circumstances. So in the midst of these trials, we are to recognize that these things are God-ordained. These are also part of what is sanctifying us, what is purifying us. It is part of what is revealing what is in our hearts. You might think that, um, Christian naman ako, Godly naman ako, I go to church. And then certain trials uh, come your way. And then take a very good look at your first reaction. Is it to grumble? Is it to be angry? Uh, parang generic mo na yung angry, tapos later naging angry ka na kay God. Is it to run away from church? Is it to run away from God? Or is it to turn to God in humility and repentance, begging God for His grace, begging God uh, for His mercy, for His protection, for His love. Watch how you respond to these trials. This reveals if you have humbled yourself before God or not. And sometimes, akala mo humble ka na. There are circumstances again, or the Word of God itself, that will reveal to you na Bro, may kulang pa. Sis, may kulang pa. There are certain things that you still have to let go and set before the altar of God. But don't worry. In His proper time, He will exalt you if you truly humble yourselves before God. Verse 7 is an often quoted verse of encouragement. And we will be ending with this. Peter says, humble yourselves. And then, Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. It's a very strong word. Cast. Ihagis mo. Itapon mo. Kasi may sasalo. Throw it. Throw it with all um, emotion, with all uh, forcefulness, with all intentionality. Cast them. It is a promise na sasaluhin niya. Cast all your anxieties. Ibato mo, ilabas mo, iiyak mo sa Panginoon. Because He cares for you. He cares for you more than anyone else could possibly care for. For you. He cares for you more than your parents care for you. Your loved ones, your spouse, your churchmates, even your pastors cares for you. Iba si Lord magmahal. Iba si Lord magpatawad. Iba si Lord mag mag Salo. And he cares for you just as he cared for Peter before, just as he cared for the early Christians, just as he cares for other brothers and sisters who are going through difficult difficulties right now. So the exhortation here is bigay mo kay Lord. Ibato mo kay Lord. Sasaluhin niya. It is a promise that you can legitimately name and claim. It is a promise na pwede mong panindigan na ito totoo to palagi. That you can cast your anxieties on Him. Even when it seems that God is distant, even when it seems that all hope is lost, even when it seems na everything is dark, this promise stands. Cast your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Grabe yung relevance nito, no? Grabe yung, yung assurance that we have here. God knows what we are going through. God knows our struggles. God knows our difficulties. God knows what the readers of original readers of First Peter were going through. And Peter is saying to them, 
God is saying to them through Peter, Akin na anak, bato mo, cast your cares on me. Allow me to read Second uh, Corinthians chapter 1 that also talks about this is promise. Blessed be God, the Father and Father, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you too will share in our comfort. Verse 8. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experience in Asia. So Paul is talking about an experience. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. So umabot sila sa point. Akala nila mamamatay na sila sa kanila pinagdadaanan. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. Kaya it makes sense to cast your anxieties on him because he is the God Of all comfort, He is the God who is in total control over everything. And He cares for us. He loves us. Imagine mo, the God of the universe loves you, knows you, cares for you. Therefore, ano pang, huwag kang tumakbo pa palayo. Lumapit ka sa Diyos. Eto na oh. Ayan na. He cares for you. Allow me to close with this reflection. Um, Nakita natin how, how the text un- unpacks itself. Mm-hmm. How there is that admonition for us, um, elders, fellow elders, to, to model uh, how we are to respond to God. So when, when Peter now shifts and says this is how the church in general is to behave in the midst of suffering, you are to clothe yourselves in humility. You are to humble yourselves. You are to cast your anxieties on Him. Elders, we are to model this ourselves. Do our lives show that we are truly constantly dependent on God and His grace? If we show that by the grace of God, we too will encourage others to do the same. Do we cast our anxieties on Him because He cares for us? Or iba ginagawa natin? Watch out for that example. Because what you do, yun din ang susundin. It would be hypocritical for us to say, Kapatid, cast your anxieties on him. Pero ikaw mismo hindi mo ginagawa. To be hypocritical for us to say, humble yourself, kapatid, before God. Kasi ikaw ang proud, proud mo. What's your heart? Your heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? Pero yung kadugtong niyan is that, I, the Lord, it is the Lord who understands our heart. Therefore, we can cast our anxieties on him all the time in the midst of everything, in the midst of plenty, in the midst of enjoyment, in the midst of difficulty. And my prayer is, mga kapatid, that you have been encouraged by the Word of God, that we have reflected uh, on it, that we have allowed the Word of God to penetrate our hearts, to divide 
uh, soul and spirit to be a sharp to edged sword in our lives. I pray that before we teach others about this, we would apply this word to ourselves. We would allow the word to cut us up, to reveal to us the ugliness and deceitfulness and sin and pride in our hearts. We would cut it out. And then after God's word has wounded us, he would also bind us up and heal us just in the same way he healed Peter, uh, reconciled, uh, restored Peter. Diba? Naalala niyo yun? Nasa, the account is in, in John where Jesus talked to Peter three times and asked Peter three times, do you love me? Three times. Three questions. Three answers corresponding to the three times that Peter betrayed him. And then what did Peter, what did Jesus tell him? Feed my flock, feed my sheep, feed my little sheep, tend to my sheep. I pray mga kapatid, especially uh, fellow elders, fellow pastors, that we would be true to God's calling in our lives, that we would model this uh, godly humility in our leadership, that we would model this dependence and reliance on God in everything. Allow me to pray. Panginoon na sa langit, I pray for my brothers and sisters who are watching this podcast right now. I pray, Lord God, that you would use your word to humble us, cut us apart, to lay bare our desires, our motives, our hurts, our anxieties, our pride, our anger, our sin before you. Enable us to repent. Enable us to trust you. Enable us to depend on you in everything, particularly in living a life that pleases you. Show to us, Lord, how helpless we are, how useless the rules are, how legalism does not work, how indifference does not work, and that we truly need you, and we need you right now, Lord God. We need you to work in our lives right now. I pray, Lord God, that you would enable us to model servant, humble servant leadership. So you would demonstrate in our service, in our testimony, the love that you commanded, the love that says, that sets us apart, that makes us seen by the world as your disciples. If we have love for one another. Allow us, Lord, to dwell in that spirit of humility. Allow us to manifest this in our willingness to forgive one another our willingness to reconcile with those we have uh, been divided against. Allow us, Lord, to humble ourselves before your hand, before your sight, so that at the proper time you may exalt us, not for our glory, but for yours and yours alone. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for this opportunity. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you, mga kapatid. It has been uh, one hour and 12 minutes. Where is uh, Elder Kitts? Hindi yata siya pumasok. Bro, nasama Sabi niya, 8.30 siya papasok. <laughs> uh, siya, papasukin natin. Let's welcome Kitts Sabio, our, one of our regular interactors, uh, resource speaker also, expositor. 
Handa yan, nagtatago Wala ko na sa service ako, online service. <laughs> Sorry. Hindi <laughs> ka nagpa-alter call. Kala ko magpa-alter call ka eh. With head bowed and eyes closed. Repent. Nagsisisin ako. Maganda, maganda bro. Maganda, maganda. Maganda pastor. Nagsisisin na ako. <laughs> so, maraming salamat sa isang uh, sabi doon sa HP, malaman um, si ano pangalan noon si Wins, isang malaman isang uh, uh, makabagbagdab naming exposition napakaganda sa challenge para sa atin so welcome Kit Sabio as a regular interactor Uh, sa question and answer discussion, uh, kung kayo ay merong um, uh, comments or question with regards to the exposition of uh, Leonard, you can do so and uh, we will discuss, we will, uh, he will uh, answer yung mga questions nyo. Uh, Q&A pala, akala ko exposition lang. Hindi, <laughs> uh, ganun yun, pag after na exposition, merong ano, may interaction. Diba? Sige, sige. Sanay. Lalo na pag nandyan si Kuya Ray, lalo mo mahaba. <laughs> <laughs> so, merong comment dito, ah. Basahin natin. So, kung meron kayong gustong itanong o comments, just uh, type sa comment box. O si Chris, only in John yung story ng wonderful restoration ni Peter ang wala sa Synoptic Gas. Uy, natutuhan niya kay... Lolo Kostenberger. <laughs> sa aming class. Kailang pages na yung paper niya. <laughs> Matindi. Si Lolo, maganda, maganda yung ano. Actually, yung tatlong beses na yun, eh, ang isipin mo talaga dun si Peter, eh, no? na tatlong uh-huh. beses tinanong. Tatlong beses tinanong. Ano? So, mabigat yun. Ano? Masakit yun. Pag ginawa yun sa'yo. Parang dudang-duda sa'yo eh. Pero maganda rin ang kinalabasan eventually. Thank you, Chris, for that uh, insight. Yes, uh, bro. God bless you, bro. Sa'yo. Sa'yo, I think. Sa'yo, Leonard. Si Cypress. Yan. So, Chris, mayroon ka bang uh, interaction uh, comments or Uh, wag lang violent. Uh, <laughs> Alam mo, iba yung pinaplano namin eh. Dapat parang Q&A eh. Nagtatalungan kami ni Kits. Eh, maganda naman Kasi eh. Kala <laughs> oh. ko nga iyak ka eh sa huli eh. May, may, medyo may, may, may umiyak ka ng konti no. Parang personal oh, na personal ba? Yung talag, talagang uh, ano ka. Effect. Ano, no? Kala ko nga matayin ako ng service. Oh, okay. Hindi <laughs> sana ako eh. <laughs> so, mga guys, mga viewers namin, this is not an online service, ano? This is a podcast. <laughs> we do not, sabi ko lagi, we do not substitute uh, the New and Living Way podcast for your uh, church involvement and membership. But if in do case na na-bless kayo, praise God sa message ni Leonard. Oh, sabi niya na, narinig, para daw narinig niya si Billy Graham. Nako. 
iisipin ko kung maganda yan or yeah. <laughs> maganda yan. Maganda yan. Thank you bro. Kulang na lang yung alter call, no? <laughs> pwede pa, pwede pa. Kasi nagpapa-alter call si Billy Graham eh. Dapat may magpa-play ng Just As I Am. <laughs> uh, sige, next time. Maanin ko yung ano, yung... Bionic uh, Hits, oh. Maanin <laughs> ko yung uh, sound background. Pwede yun, pwede yun sa ano. Nakakaiyak daw, oh, sabi ni Chris. Oh. Thank you, bro. Glory to God. Lalapit na sana siya sa screen, eh. Kaso hindi pwede. <laughs> so, wala na ba kayo, mga... Podcast? Oh, sige, Twitch. Kung ikaw may, ano, may comments, may... Go ahead. Mm. Welcome. Yeah, ano lang? Nandiyan ka pala. Hello? Nandiyan ka pala, Twitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ano lang, sabi uh, ito, additional, ano lang siguro. Uh, sige, go ahead. Yung, with regard dun sa dynamics nung, ano, nung relationship nung uh, under shepherd saka nung flock ni God na uh, uh, in steward sa kanya uh, doon sa ano kung mapapansin niyo po doon sa iba doon sa unang command para sa mga elders ang sabi niya do not ano lord it over uh, sabi niya i urge the elders among you give a shepherd's care to God's flock among you Exercising oversight, not merely as duty, but willingly under God's direction, not for shameful ano, profit, but eagerly, verse 3, and do not lord it over those entrusted to you, but be examples to the flock. So in other words, uh, it's not via parang fiat or parang I said so, gawin nyo to. Hindi siya ganun. It's more of uh, living by example and by arguments and ano, uh, you will have to convince them. You will have to live a life that would convince your people to follow Christ, to, to obey Christ. And may kita rin natin yun dun sa commands, ano eh, dun sa younger, sa verse 5. Sabi niya, in the same way, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Then yung verb dyan na be subject, uh, yeah. it's in the passive So parang ang weird ng command eh no kasi pag sabing passive it's done to you no somehow it is something that is done to you so in one sense to be subject to someone someone is lording over you in 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 some sense so parang parang may contradiction pero no rather sinasabi niya it's a command to them to to submit and to uh, to uh, to be subject pero yung idea is that Uh, they have to be convinced. So in a sense, it's a yes. willingness to be subject to yes. the elders in so far as you are convinced or uh, as taught in scriptures. So hindi siya yung parang blind submission. Eh. Yes. Hindi siya ganun. Eh. So in dynamics is ano siya, uh, give and take. Kumbaga, the, the elders should convince their flock through the word of God and through their Uh, life's testimony kung paan, maging model sila dun sa ano kung paano mamuhay ng tama then yung yung nililid no yung submission nila hindi siya blind submission it is a submission that na-convince talaga sila 
talagang convinced sila dun sa sinasabi ng scriptures and nakita rin nila ito sa buhay nung, nung elders nila. So, yun yung isa na gusto kong i-add about dun sa dynamics nung ano, nung relationship ng elders sa kanong nung, uh, nung flock. Tapos, last, yung sa ano po, no, yung about sa humility sa verse um, 6. A verse, sorry. A verse 7. Tama ba? A verse 6. Tama ba yun? Yeah, verse 6. Humble, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that you, that He may exalt you at the proper time. Tapos, sabi niya sa verse 7, casting on Him, no, casting all your cares on Him. So, yung relationship nung humility tsaka nung second command, no, actually mm. is, the way you humble yourself before the Lord yes. is by casting all your anxiety. You. So, in essence, yes. in essence, do maraming ways no para may pakita yung humility pero dito sa context the way we humble ourselves is by relying on God by casting yeah. our anxieties on him kasi pag kasinarili mo siya it's as if you're saying hindi kaya to ni God kaya ko to oh. di kaya ko i-handle yung anxieties ko wala akong tiwala kay God pero kaya ko siya gawin so the way we really humble ourselves is to throw ourselves before the grace of God. Yun yes. yung ano, yun yung yun yung tunay na humility kasi you're you're accepting yung reality na hindi mo talaga kaya. Di ba? So and in relation sa elders and in general sa mga mananampalataya, no? Uh, tayo lalo na yung mga elders especially kasi mas doble yung anxiety natin eh. kasi sometimes yung anxiety nung 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 flak na pupunta rin sa atin eh right kasi oh, oh, iniisip din natin iniisip nila right pero hindi sinasabi ng Panginoon oh ay sarili sarili nimo lang yan iyo lang yan no kasi to, to to God in fact you can share yung burden din sa sa iba no kasi wala namang kumbaga yung uh, uh, the way objectively and kumbaga practically speaking no the way we cast yung anxieties natin kay God is also not only through prayers and trust kay God, pero anong itsura niyan sa, sa relationship natin, sa kapwa natin, mananampaltaya, or mga co-elders natin, we can share to them yung burden nung na meron tayo, yung mga anxieties natin. So, I think yun yung isang magandang modeling din siguro sa iba na makita nila na yung elders nga is uh, merong recognition na hindi, hindi ko to kaya pero I trust the Lord and merong iba akong kasama sa church that uh, binigay ng Panginoon so that uh, matulungan ako dun sa anxieties na yun yun lang Amen. totally agree thank you for taking that out tama um Ako, na-struck ako dun sa ano eh. It's a verse, uh, verse 5. La, verse 5, uh, C at B. B. Verse 5B. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. 
all of you. So, kaya niya sinabi dun sa, sa elder who is uh, shepherding uh, oversight. Uh, tapos dun sa younger, be subject to elders. So, parang two-way. It's a two-way. Yeah. It's a two-way. Ano siya Mutual, mutual submission mutual. siya Kasi the way we, the way we lead is through service eh. Mm. Diba? Mm. Through service, by being servant. And so, there's an element of submission sa part ng elders din. Kasi minsan iniisip natin, ah hindi, elder ako, ba't ako magsasubmit? Ba't ako magsaserve? Totoo diba? yan. At yung temptation diba? to do that, totoo din yan, di ba? Oo. Yung not domineering eh. Yung not domineering, yung pinaka nakaangat dyan sa elder, no? Na hmm. not domineering over those in your charts. Ang kahalintula dyan ng sinabi ni Lord, no? Na do not lord it over just like the the gentile lord uh, gentile uh, lord it over no the rulers dun sa mga sa mga disciples kila James no ganun yung ano niya eh so mabigat ang charge sa mga elders when it comes to to ano to leadership leadership by example dito no and uh, Uh, being a servant, actually servant yung ano dito eh. Kasi not, not willingly, not under compulsion. Hmm. So being a servant, not under compulsion, but willingly you would serve uh, your church. So uh, challenge talaga. Challenge talaga. Ibang level ng, ng standard yun eh. I remember uh, in, in my class sa MBA, we were talking about servant leadership. Tapos, pinanggit ng professor yung some purists na nagsulat about servant leadership. I raised my hand and I said, actually, I, I disagree with that. Because even before these authors were born, uh, servant leadership has already been taught in the Bible. Um, we can look at it particularly sa life ni Jesus Christ where he clothed himself, he, he humbled himself taking on himself the clothes of the servant, diba? in Philippians chapter 2. So, nandiyan na yung example na yan. Eh. Inarticulate lang in the business context ng kung sinong tourist yan. O, nandiyan na yan. And ibang level yan. Tingin niyo, professor, kung parang gusto niyo mag-rebat, tas hindi na lang siya kumibo. And it, it, it is true. And mung hindi na nga masakit na we see others and sometimes we see ourselves na Malinaw-linaw ng example na minigigay sa atin and yet nagda-diverge tayo, we do something else. We we start acting like parang it's, we are one, God's perfect gift to the church. There is a sense naman, elders are a gift to the church. But a proud elder is an oxymoron and also <laughs> not a blessing but a curse to the church. So watch out ka rin dyan kung anong klaseng gift ka. Baka babaya. Bomba ka pala. Um, another thing din about um, domineering is or lording it over them is yung 
usual image talaga is the use of force. Um, but from from experience and also observation, it can also happen through other ways. Na hindi nagiging obvious yung pagiging domineering mo. Exerting, exerting your authority. Yes. As, oh, asserting pala, asserting. Asserting your authority. Uh, you assert your authority. Yun yung anong, uh, nakikita kong ano doon. Nakikita ko lang. Pwede ka mag-assert through emotional blackmail. Mm. Uh, oh, watch out ka rin dyan. Kasi by, by, by persuasion eh. By, by the word. Yeah. By persuasion, not by uh, asserting as if you have an inherent authority to assert yeah, yun, yun, yun. what Tama yung you, yun, yun. Ano, you, what you think that uh, uh, the, your your flock needs to do. So, given na yun, given na yun na meron kang authority, given na yun na meron kang certain level of prominence, kaya ingat ka kung paano magagamitin to. Kasi may platform mm. ko eh. Kung anong gagawin mo dyan, watch out ka lang dyan. Kasi mamaya, makapahamak ka na ng sarili mo, mapahamak mo pa yung flock mo. At mananagot ka. <laughs> Kasi ikaw yun eh. Hmm. Katakot. So yung image, yung image sa ngayon ng mga, mga pastors, elders, may mga, meron pa nga iba, may, may mga executive pastor. Okay. <laughs> lead pastor, lead pastor. Ano ba yun? Uh, ano ba yun? Dapat ba yun? Lead pastor or senior pastor? Meron pang uh, junior pastor? Tama bang gamitin yung mga labels na yan? Tama bang gamitin yung labels na yan? Yung mga lead pastor, junior, senior pastor? Anong masabi nyo dyan? Tanong ko lang kasi based dito sa sa text, anong, anong comment nyo doon? I, I think the, the kind of ranking is uh, partly borrowed from the business world. So we have the diba, senior vice president, vice president, executive vice president, ano ano, bago yung oh. president. Wala oh. namang aakin ng president. Pero gagawa sila napakaraming layers in between para may umangat na iba. Um, in, in principle, I believe naman that merong umaangat So, even if your bylaws do not state that there is a first among equals, hindi yan naiiwasan na merong nagiging first. Pero okay lang yan. But um, according to scripture, equal lang dapat yung authority. So, kung pastor ka, pastor ka. Kung hindi ka pastor, hindi ka pastor. Kung elder ka, elder ka. Kaya nabibirtuhan ako dyan sa youth pastor. So, limited yung scope mo. Naging separate church na ba yung mga youth at meron sila sariling pastor? Tapos, anong sinong pastor, pastor na yun sa the rest of... Oh, yan. Wala si Telo, oh. Si Telo, youth pastor ng ano. Sorry, Telo. Sorry, Telo. Naalala ko yung question ng kaibigan natin, si Ezekiel. Sabi ano yung worship pastor? Pino-worship pa ba yung pastor mo? I, I honestly believe that those distinctions are are unbiblical and can also American be... American, ano yun eh? American... Yeah. In, ano yun? American uh, nomenclature yan sa mga ano. There's, there's nothing wrong with delegation gen. of ano. Delegation yes. of duties. Wala naman masama dun. Pero if yung focus, for example, parang yun nga, parang naging 
okay, pastor ka lang sa worship team. Pastor ka sa youth. No, you cannot teach or This is usually ano 'yon. Hindi talaga siya yung uh, as in uh, uh, elected normally sa youth leader. Yeah. That there is also a designation that is pastoring, meaning he is taking care of the youth. Mm-hmm. So, yung label lang kasi is, ano, is uh, uh, pastoring the youth. So, kaya siya youth pastor. Sa, sa amin, meron ganun. Who is so, uh, in charge of the youth. Kaya siya pastor ng youth. Pero hindi talaga siya pastor, as in elder or ano. Dito kasi so, sa atin, ganun, loose, loose meron parang... Loose, loose yung paggamit ng pastor. Yeah. Mm. So, Lalaki kay John Margell, what is a pastor? Baka <laughs> <laughs> nanonood yun. <laughs> oh, kasi yung, ano, yung pastor na tawag is uh, ano, isang, isang ano nga yun. Kasi anyway, huwag na natin si ano, John Margell. <laughs> so mayroong oh. comment dito si Servant leadership, sabi ni Christopher. Pumasok mm. ka kaya kami. Servant leadership yung minodel ni Christ, tipipied sa isang event sa washing ng feet ng apostles. Sa dyan lang ulit, yung account na yan. The great shepherd taking care of his sheep and even unto death. I hope makita yan ng ibang church leaders. Yes. Uh, na they use their authority. Instead, of serving the flock and putting others than their interests. Ganda yung ano yung nabasa ko kay o oh, narinig ko kay kay ano kay kay tawag dito. Nice nine mark si Dever, si Dever. si Dever. Yung church nila, siya yung lead pastor, no? Supposed to be siya yung lead pastor, but he's ano, he's uh, yung sabi niya ang temptation sa leader o sa isang uh, pastor na parang parang siya yung ano doon eh yung prime di ba si primus siya yung primus eh si oh. si Mark Weber, is to train the preachers and leaders and delegate uh, preachings sa mga ang dami niyang mga ano eh mga nagpi-preach na yung prominence na de-delegate kasi nasa kanya yung prominence eh So as as a ano as a as a servant na marami siyang tinitrain. So hindi siya masyado ring I mean hindi siya yung laging nakikita. So kapag daw ano sa sa preaching mag 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 wag, wag ikaw lagi yung twing twing Sunday. I mean syempre ikaw ang regular pero magbigay ka ng mga panahon dun sa mga budding tsaka yung mga mm. Uh, God is uh, 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 raising up leaders. Nagre-raise ng leaders. Kaya yan naman, di ba? Yung nine marks. Yun naman ang ministry niya, di ba? So, ganda yung ano, ni, ni, ano doon, ni Mark Dever na para hindi sa'yo ma-focus yung attention ng mga tao. Ganun yung ano niya. One mark of uh, humility ba? na hindi ikaw lagi yung bida, parang ganun ang sinasabi niya, nabasa ko. So, give prominence also to others that they may see yung ito, nire-raise ni God ito. And ang dami na niyang mag, mga, ang dami niya ng mga naging mga 
mga naging church uh, elder, tapos nili, lumipat sa ibang mga church, naging pastor, ganun-ganun yung ano niya. O, isang isang concrete ba? Isang isang konkretong way na ginagawa nila na yun, yung hindi, hindi niya tinitignan sa sarili niya na siya yung talagang primus na parang sa kulto. Diba? <laughs> sa kulto, ganun eh. One-centered, one uh, one-man one uh, centered leadership eh. Nakasentro lang sa isang tao. Pag namatay yun, wala na. Diba? Parang wala siyang kapalit eh. Walang ganun nakikita ko dun kay kila Mark Dever ba? Yun yung isang maganda man. Baka ililipat yung anointing niya sa iba. <laughs> oh, yung usually yung pinili o yung pinakamalapit yung kamag-anak. <laughs> so, ah, okay. Diba? Tama. May alam tayo kung mga, mga kanang kamay. So, okay. Yun. Kaliwang paa. <laughs> Uh, any, any, uh, ano pa, may mga additional pa dito sa text na to uh, na cover natin. Uh, ano yung shameful gain? In, in, medyo may ano ko doon. Not for shameful gain. Bakit ang translation dito shameful? Hindi ko tinignan yun sa original. Ano? Uh, which, uh, not for shameful gain. Ano yan? Sige, kids. Go, go, go. Not for shameful gain. As God would have you, not for shameful gain. So, not gain for sin, no? Oo. Not gain sabi ni, sa exposition ni... Kasi, there are Leonard. things that you gain uh, as well. Um, di ba, 1 Timothy 5.17? Elder is worthy of double honor. So, there is gain. Um, If you if you receive um, parang honor or gratefulness or a response, a positive response from the sheep, that is also a reward uh, by itself. Kung merong financial consideration, um, what you call love gift or offering or support sa'yo, that is also a way of honor and that is gain. So what is sa wrong? King James like? yata, ano yan, ano? P- sa, kung hindi ko nagkakamali, no? King James pa ako, filthy looker ba yan? Hmm. <laughs> Tama ba yan? Wow, yeah, matatandaan. Filthy looker? Uh, ha? Tama ba? Yes. Filthy? Oo. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, unang kristyano, yung James lang binabasa ko nun eh. Yung to, uh, Thomson Chain eh. Kung matatandaan ko, filthy looker ba yan? Tama ba? Mm-hmm. Tama, James. tama bro. Not with so, filthy. So, filthy, no? Yung shameful, filthy. Ma- yeah. Ano? So the okay. Sige bro, continue. So anong anong sense nung filthy looker or shameful gain? Kids, wow na ka na. <laughs> Nanap ko pa yung verse di ko makita wait lang. <laughs> Saan na yun? Verse uh, 2. Verse 2. Anong app ginagamit mo? Olive tree po. Okay. Huling-huli sa verse 2. But eagerly. Not shameful gain, but eagerly. Not for shameful gain. 
Yeah, ganyan din. Sword din. Translation ng ESV. Filthy. Yeah. Ganon. Base. It's, it's one. It's one word in Greek. Hmm. Uh, ice. Crop. Hmm. Ice cropper dot. Not sure about the pronunciation. Ang particular meaning niya talaga is greed for money. For the sake uh, of this. Mm. But, yun nga, when, when we extend the application, it does not necessarily uh, only um, talk about financial consideration. Kasi for some people, money is not an issue. Sordidly. Sordid pa rin. Sordidly. Sordid. Hmm. So the um, manner in which you, you gain something. So parang ano, no? Parang, tama ba kung, parang uh, selfish gain? Or, tama ba yun? Parang ano, parang, hindi ko ba ano yung word eh. Hindi ko, nasa dulo ng dila ako. <laughs> Ano ano anong sense talaga nung shameful? Bakit shameful ang translation ng ESB? Pero mas maganda siguro mas maganda yung sa tingin ko yung filthy. Filthy. Oh, hindi ako eksperto sa sa Greek, sa Greek. Actually mahirap so, siya i-translate sa ano. Mahirap yeah. siya i-translate sa English kasi adverb siya. Oh, uh, parang wala wala yung ano eh. Parang wala yung shameful, tama ba? Ano siya eh, parang Uh, shame, kung iano natin literally para siyang, yun nga, parang sordidly yung kalalabasan niya. Kaya lang wala uh, yung word na gain. Sordidly. Uh, Kasi parallel niya yung ano eh. Kontinuwa siya sa eagerness eh. Diba? Uh, uh, sabi doon. Uh, ano sabi doon? Uh, a morning wrong and a Okay. Medyo mahirap siya. Filthy, dirty, wretched. So, masagwa. Ano mga kalimbawa kaya yun? Sa, sa ano, sa pastoring. Ano kaya mga kalimbawa? Yung paulit-ulit na lang yung sermon mo toko sa tight kasi <laughs> so, yun siguro yung parang ako ko, parang knee-jerk reaction na example ko. Kasi garapalan talaga eh. Meron pang ang joke hmm. dati na pan. Uh, ang gagawin daw ng pastor eh, yung tithe money, ipuni niya, tas hagis niya, Lord, kunin mo yung sayo, lahat ng pumagsak sa lupa akin. <laughs> uh, some people don't do it literally, but they, they behave that way. Na parang naging extension ng personal bank account nila yung, yung church funds. So, they do it to enrich themselves. And nakikita nila, and then they even... I say that it is a proof that they are being blessed by God. Gagamitin pa nila yung reaction, yung, yung, yung basis, yung double honors. Bakit masama ba ito? Ino-honor ako ng mga tao. And uh, I, I believe naman na when people are wise in their finances, may, may naiipon sila at kumikita naman sila. Um, pero if the source of that is, I don't know, I have seen kasi, um, I've seen this in Cebu, there is this church, uh, hindi ko papangalanan lang, na 
kung titignan mo yung profile ng members, generally mahihirap. Like nagsisimba, nakadress nga, pero nakachinelas. Yung, alam mo yun, kuan, uh, mahihirap talaga. And yet, si Pastor nakapark dalawang SUV. Puro bago. Special plate pa, KJV-01, KJV-02. Tapos yung kwento daw niyan, para siyang scam na church. Um, it gets mo, uh, most of its support from the United States. Tapos, magkukuhan, mm-hmm. mag-feeding. Sinong, sinong gutom? Takain na tayo. Taas ang kamay ang gutom. Taas silang kamay. Huwag na ng picture, papadala sa States. Si missionary, missionary pastor. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, maraming gano'n na in your face na garapalang namemera talaga. Um, meron din namang ibang contrast na sobrang hirap naman. Uh, may alala ko isang um, pastor in, in a barrio, sabi niya, for three months daw naputol for some reason yung financial support galing sa main church nila. Tapos, wala na siya kinakain daw sa bundok kundi kamote. <laughs> Tapos nag-joke na siya tungkol sa kamote. Yun, iba naman yun, hindi naman shameful genius, pero nakikita mo, some people are are living it uh, out, living large. And yun yung naging source nila, yung hard-earned money ng members nila kahit yung mga may hirap. So it also uh, puts a uh, premium on how we are to faithfully steward the finances that God has invested to us. Qualification so, nga yun eh, not a lover of money. Diba? Yes. Pero so, yung question ko dito doon sa yun nga doon sa ano doon sa words na ginamit is bakit siya kinontra sa eagerness yun oh, yung oh, yun, I mean, yun, tama. hindi ko gaano magets bakit why would hmm. peter contrast uh, shameful shameful or slash filthy gain or sordid gain sa eagerness, bakit yun yung napili niyang contrast? Why not shameful gain versus uh, honorable gain? Parang ganun, something like that. Kasi iba ang opposite ng eagerness, eh, di ba? Sa shameful gain. So, I'm wondering, ano yung rational ni Peter? Bakit yun yung ginamit niyang contrast? Mm-hmm. Question ko yan, <laughs> honest question. Okay, tama, tama. Eh, pangalawa, pangalawa na yan, ano? Kasi willingly sa verse. Parang reiterate. Willingly, tapos eagerly. Yeah, yeah. Oo. Mm-hmm. So, Pero yung kasi sa willingly kasi, swak yung ano, contrast, under compulsion, versus voluntary. Pero dito kasi, parang ang weird nung contrast, eagerness, tapos sordid gain. Hindi ko gano'n makita yung ano. Yung manifestation ng eagerness mo is that you are willing to serve without uh, considering primarily what you will get in return. Right, Kaya right. Tama. Tama. Kung mag-out of your eagerness, hmm. you, you, will, we, you, you will still serve. You will still serve yeah. even without return. Yeah. Kapalit. Kasi parang unspoken na connect na kadugtong niya is the eagerness to serve God as God would have you kasi so you you're serving uh, of eagerness as God would have you not because you're um after something in return that yeah, 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 yeah. may kapalit 
Oo. Salamat dyan. <laughs> Pero sa verse ko, nililinaw naman, may, may reward do, hindi naman to thank you. Mm-hmm. Maganda ang reward nito, pero lampas to sa nakukuha natin sa mundo. And, uh, I, oh, comparing to the, ano eh, comparing to the glory. Eh. Ayun yung pang-encourage eh, mm-hmm. kahit ni yes. Paul, di ba? Comparing to the glory that will be revealed. Yes. In the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's nothing wrong with being motivated by the reward, right? Yes. Kaya 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 eager because there's a better reward kaysa dun sa shameful gain. Christian hedonism na yan, ha? Piperian na naman yan, ha? Okay, okay. Nice yan, nice yan. Okay yan. So, wala na ba ang uh, additional? Uh, we are now almost two hours na. So, I think uh, two, two, two hours would be quite enough for to wind yeah. this up. Meron pa mga pahabol. Sige lang, mabul kayo. We will close it. We will co- uh, conclude at uh, exactly two hours. Or kung wala na, meron pang additional tayong uh, nalampasan o na-overlook? Sige, um, bro. Parang wala naman siguro. Meron ba? Ikaw, bro, kids. Parang okay. Parang okay naman ako. Okay naman. Hmm. Okay. Um, Actually, you, you know, okay. uh, I to share, bros. Um, my first notes on, on this text, I prepared way back uh, 2019 before wow. pa nag-start ng church namin. So it was it was really a, a way of personally reflecting on God's word at the time na parang mm-hmm. nagsa-soul coaching din ako. And oh. this is a text that I keep on going back again and again as a warning. Um it's easy actually to apply this text to others. Parang titingin ka sa iba, eh, si Kuano ganyan siya, ganyan siya, ay ay siya, di ba? Madali yan. Kahit, kahit sa mundo ginagawa yan. But when you, when you use this text and apply it to your heart as a heart check for you, medyo mas nagiging uncomfortable na, medyo nagiging hirap na. Minsan nahuhuli mo pa yung sarili mo, nagsa-self-justify. Eh, hindi naman ako ganoon. Oh. Pero yun nga, huwag mo labanan. Huwag mo labanan. Kasi, napo. Guilty as charged. Yun. Amen. Lahat naman siguro. <laughs> yes. May may iba lang siguro in denial. Ayun din lang amin tinatamaan sila. Nakakatakot 'yan. Mm. Nakakatakot 'yan. Lalo na pag wala kang na feel na parang te- judgment sa ginagawa mo, parang hinahayaan ka lang ng Diyos. Mas gugustuhin mong paluin ka ng Diyos eh kasi ibig sabihin treat ka pang anak kaysa hinahayaan ka na lang kasi mamaya ay nako. Nako, <laughs> pakilala ang Diyos, makikilala mo talaga. So that is it. Ayoko mag-sermon number two. Salamat. Okay. salamat. Maraming salamat, uh, <coughs> Leonard uh, Casaneda, for that wonderful uh, message from the Word of God exposition na uh, message na rin. Uh, hopefully, God has used uh, yung message mo. 
to encourage and to challenge uh, those who are in the pastoral leadership to as first uh, peter uh, required us to model that kind of uh, leadership and also thank you quits for uh, regularly interrupting and next week sino ba next week it's a discussion panel type Ah, mm-hmm. uh, tutuloy natin yung ano, yung uh, biblical theology na susunod. Systematic theology. Tama ba? Hindi, dapat papasok si Pastor Chris kasi siya yung nagsasabi na bitin, bitin, bitin. Exegesis kaya, exegetical theology. Baliktad pala, uh, dapat nagsimula tayo sa exegesis. Oo, bago sa BT. Oo, exegetical mo dapat. Siguro next yun, no? Para maano din sa lahat, not necessarily yung BT, yung interpreting the text. So, yun. Okay. Thank you very much, mga kapatid, sa inyong uh, inputs. Praise the Lord for this episode. Thank you again for to all our viewers for watching for around two hours, uh, tuning to our podcast. We praise God for Uh, how God is using this uh, in our own small way. May the Lord be pleased to use this for the benefit of all of us. So, good night to all of you. And see you again for the next episode of the Thank New NDB Way podcast. Bye. God bless. Bye-bye. purpose of God as it culminates and fulfilled the Lord Jesus Christ in the new covenant.